Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Uh, you got Ken and BZ, Sophie and Mike, before a ride. Uh, the people want to know, was the mic still on? I'm saying. Thank you for listening to a new episode of this, the Mike Still On Podcast. My name is Kenneth B. Ange. Joining me on the show, we got Modest Media. Yo, what's up, man? Naturally, Nay. Hello. Sitting in for Sophie. Uh, BZ430. What up, though? Mike C-Town. Yo. And by popular demand, sitting in for FIFO, he's back, y'all. Q, the sits man. What's up, bro? Yo, yo, yo. What's good? What's good? Q coming, nigga. <laughs> um, you guys can also check Q out on Dead End Hip Hop. We had a very um, spirited debate, uh, somewhat of a continuation from the conversation that originally started here about Jay-Z and uh, I guess his, his role in um, hip hop and elsewhere. Um, also, we talked about Kanye and the Jay-Z dispute, as also he was on that, too. So I uh, checked that out, Dead in Hip Hop, uh, YouTube.com slash Dead in Hip Hop. Um, if you like what you hear, and even if you don't like what you hear, uh, please share the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to support the show, you can do so at Patreon. It can be found at Patreon.com slash Is The Mic Still On? Or you can click the link in the description. Um, shout out to all the new patrons, man. We finally crossed... 200. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, I saw it yesterday. So, um, yeah, I appreciate all the support. And, um, Rod and I were talking last week briefly about some, um, improved production, uh, methods that we want to do and some equipment that you guys are going to help, um, help us get to make the show better, um, as we always try to do. So, uh, we cannot do that we, without you guys, so we appreciate you guys' uh, generous support. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, Is the Mike Stallone is composed of five f- parts. We do fun fact. Well, you know, I still haven't decided on that. Still haven't decided on that. Anybody got one? I know we always have fun facts. This is like you, you uh, said you were like the the reservoir of fun facts. It's, it's been, I am, but like I, I just. I haven't been in that. Y'all know personally. I just haven't been in that space lately. Okay. So, don't you have an app for that? I do. Yeah, I have an app for. It. <laughs> well, it's going to be either fun facts or today I learned, um, uh, and facts only, which we have quite a few. We do our topics, comment commentary, and we close out with our pass the mic segment. Anyway, let's get into the facts only because we actually got a lot. That black dude wrote, uh, facts only of the Rado fire. Uh, hi, it, it only really affected Yakalpai? Yakapa? Is Y-U-C-A-I-P-A, which is in San Bernardino County, not LA or San Diego counties. It's not the cause of all of the fires in SoCal. This one is only comparatively small. Little detail, but it's really funny to hear people talk about California, don't know shit about it best. What? Well, damn, man. You have to, damn, Sandra's at the end. It's very aggressive. 
Like, why does Very it have to act like that? Like, Dang, you know, we appreciate the facts only, but God. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Damn. That yeah, black dude, good. our fault. Shit, my bad. Shit. Uh, He's been pretty vocal. Well, whoever that person is, has been pretty vocal lately, right? I mean, he need to chill out. I, I see. Bit. I hear his name. I hear the name a lot. That black dude. Uh, here it is. Well, that black dude need to smoke a joint. Or something. <laughs> like, damn, bro. We sorry. Yeah, my bad. Uh, the other facts only is from Dallas Rose two two two. So, fun clarification. Not only is iHeartRadio owned by white people, it's owned by Bain Capital. I.e. the capital firm Mitt Romney was a part of. Huh, hilarious. Yeah. Fake news people. People's 24-7 topic entails a Floridian man by the name of Milo Johansson, a homophobic male who shot his urologist twice in the chest after Milo experienced the orgasm during his prostate exam. Uh, the original website that makes this claim is Bach Daily. This website, like The Onion, is satirical without divulging that it is a satirical site. The journalist Amelia Mills has written recently the following news. And he added some articles. So, yeah, this story has not been mentioned nor verified by any local news site or source. Unfortunately, it's safe to say that fake news FIFO has struck again. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Damn, bro! I appreciate them keeping us abreast on Florida male orgasms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's important stuff. Very great. Yeah, man. I will. I will admit that you know I'm gonna share this one with Vivo because mm. I thought it was real too. I looked it up while I he was, was talking. Real. So, hey, and I just saw a whole bunch of links, so it didn't. I didn't think twice to check to make sure it was actually real. Well, see, now if I was bringing it to the table. I would have verified to make sure it was real, but mm-hmm. I didn't do that. FIFO did, but I'm still gonna share because I I was feeding off the energy, you know. Yeah, and I'll pull you in like that sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, it doesn't. You know, it happens like that every once in a while, you know. Yeah, because that 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 started the prostate story or whatever, mm-hmm. didn't? Yeah. That was a good moment that came out of yeah, it. Was, it was a good Mike story. Oh yeah, it was. good moment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, those are our facts only. So let's jump into these topics. Uh, Naomi? Um, yeah, okay. So it's not like a pop culture topic at all. It's really actually rather personal. So, um, whatever. Yeah, so I had a big week. It's my 40th birthday. Yay. Yay. Hey, 40 and fabulous. <laughs> 40 and fabulous. And I, it got me thinking. I know for guys, it's a little different, but 40 is a big one for me, right? It's like that age where I was like, oh, everything should be together. Oh. You're, you're grown, grown. So is there an age for you guys that you either reached or are anticipating reaching that you're like, okay, this is it. This is the, this is the year where everything's on click. What do you mean by on click though? Like you have your aha moment, like everything in the world makes sense to you or just a, a year where you feel like, like, okay, I've reached a milestone. I don't think men have that. No? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like you're talking about like anticipating that or, or it, when it came, it was like, aha. Like, if it can... hasn't reached for you yet, yes. If it came, it was like, aha, or you think it's going to happen. Aren't we too stupid to have aha moments? Because yeah. we, have, we have aha moments all the time, but we're always wrong. <laughs> right. Y'all don't, right. Y'all don't have that year where it's like, is a man that clicked? Like a milestone type of thing? I remember we used to have this conversation at work a lot where you were like, at 25, something changes for men. I know we used to tell FIFO, like, you know, things change when you hit, what, 30, we said, we told mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you're back oh, 25, 25. 25, and then yep. going into your 30s or whatever. Like, yeah, that that's a thing. And that just came with experience. It's not something that I, um, 
you know, was looking forward to or just knew or somebody gave me that game. Mm-hmm. It was just something that just kind of happened, and I noticed. And and then I talked to other people like Ken. And he had he experienced some of the same things. I was like, oh man, I guess that is like a transitional period for a, a, a what guy, year? like twenty five and up. Like once you mm-hmm. hit that twenty five, it seemed like something changes or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you experienced it, but I know other people that I've talked to. So apparently, the part of the reason why that happens is scientifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that happens to like when we're growing up, there's this chemical that's going on that, um, causes, um, men to be rebellious. Mm. And, um, when you hit like 23, 24, 25, well, pretty much it runs out. Yeah. (laughs) So it basically goes away. And that's when you kind of settle in and move forward with life. I will say, yeah. A doctor told me that it blew my mind. I don't know if it was a chemical thing for me, but I will say the more responsibility I got, like, I used to be fearless as a kid, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't tell me shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just right. thought I was fearless. Yeah. But, yep. you know, once you start getting responsibility, stuff start, you know, mattering more mm-hmm. than just yourself. It's like, oh, well, dang, I gotta, I gotta be careful on how I do this, on how, I, you know, on how I move or, it could be something as simple as going up for a dunk because I might come down and break my ankle or mm-hmm, something like, mm-hmm. like. But I don't think about that when I'm a kid. Like I'm yeah. beasting on the court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, like I will say as I get older, stuff like that changes. You know, yeah. as far as just I being start responsible. stretching before I play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before I didn't yeah. used to stretch. I just yeah. go out there, and go out there, like, there who got next? whatever, whatever. Yeah. But now I'll be like, I'm about five minutes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I'll be ready. You know what I'm right. saying? So, but, uh, just yeah. little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um. I don't know, man. I'm always trying to progress. Like, I've always been like that, I guess. Like, even at a younger age, just I always want to be better. I always want to strive to do <laughs> – look at Mark. I always want to strive to do more. Like, like I said, just coming from where I come from, like, I don't have nowhere else to go but up. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. I, I, I don't Keep know. Going. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm man, gonna, I always like, aspire. Yeah, I always aspire to be great in in all always, and you know. So it don't matter the year. Yeah. It don't matter the year. Every year, every year is good for Rod. <laughs> <laughs> you know that about me as my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like I always, you know, I'm always trying to improve myself. You know what I mean? So, um, is that like a a girl thing where it's like, okay, at thirty, I have to have X Y Z, forty? Because I know I know women that sound just that Ooh. speak that what go ahead no, i'm saying because y'all have like a biological clock that's ticking quote unquote right oh, yeah. so y'all oh, yeah, yeah we so don't have that yeah we yeah, don't we have that so, you know, um, i think that's just most it's a woman thing. i think yeah. there is a moment where men feel like there's the youth is gone mm. like when i hit 30 i was just like okay yeah it's my youth is dead and that's like, kind of what me shit, did, mine was friday night when I tried to get up, and I'm like, God damn, what's See, the hell going on? You're breaking the rules. You know, when you get to our age, you have to think about getting up before you actually get up. I'm telling you. I'm tired of thinking. But you, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I do a lot of thinking, my I tell you. <laughs> like, when I turned 30, I really felt like everything was done. I spent really? my 30th birthday on my girlfriend at the time's couch drunk because I was like, I don't want to go out. Like, oh, wow. everything is done. Because I'm like when when I was younger and you know when I was in like the punk scene and all that like all of that is so youth centric mm. like everything mm-hmm. is based on youth. You're mm-hmm. called a punk kid. You're mm-hmm. called a hardcore kid. Mm-hmm. You're not called a punk man mm-hmm. or yeah. punk guy. You know what I'm saying? So when I hit thirty and it was like there's no more twenty in my years, mm-hmm. I was like fuck. Yeah, if you're getting called a punk man, that means something different. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fight then. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah. what you just call me? Wait, what? Oh, punk, what? <laughs> what? But yeah, now I feel like 
you know, when I was younger and I was like, you know, 17, 18, and there was the dude at the shows that would be like 30. Mm. Like, look at this fucking old ass motherfucker. Mm. Whose dad's at the show? Ha ha. And now I'm that guy where I'm oh, in the back man. and I'm like leaning up against something because my back hurts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, 30 was that year for me where I was just like, fuck, this sucks. But when I hit 40, I was like, oh yeah, I may, as well, right. I may as well just be dead. <laughs> 40 is rough. 40 is really Don't rough. Don't tell me. It's for men. It's not rough for me. Shit, I don't even know how old I am. 43, 44? That's it. Uh-huh. I, hey, look. And I think that kind of go to piggyback on what Rob was saying. Like, I've always been ambitious. So there's a certain, uh, my ambition is Limited. eradicating the, the years because mm-hmm. I'm trying to achieve this certain goal and I'm constantly striving to get through it and it consumes all of your day. And you don't really get a chance to sit back and enjoy life. And you don't really sit back and be like, damn, like I am 40 something because you haven't accomplished what you're setting out to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish I could sit back and be like, you know what? This ain't half bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it just look at the kids play and I do that. It's rare, but look at the kids play and, you know, just enjoy life and drink a beer and just hang out with family. I don't get caught up in the family and stuff like that because I'm consumed on this goal. It's funny you say that because mm-hmm. Nan and I just had this conversation about like how having our new our new son <clears throat> is different from the first ones because it's like we're sitting back actually enjoying him, whereas like when I had my daughter, I was coming out of college or mm-hmm. finishing up school. And I had so many other things that I had to focus on. Not mm-hmm. saying I wasn't taking care of my daughter because I was, but I didn't get a chance to really enjoy her because I was on the come up trying to do stuff and mm-hmm. all that. But now, you know, I'm kind of seasoned a little bit. And, I, you know, I got a good groove. And and now I can just sit up and watch him and have time to mm-hmm. just play with him, sit down, and do other things. So, yeah, we just had that conversation yeah. about, you know, selling down and just enjoying your life and what you actually do have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Kendall was on the front end of of everything that we're doing here. Mm. So, like, like everything was just in that. And, you know, Miles, you know, came along five years later where things was a little bit more settled in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now I, I would imagine and hope that if I do have the third, that I would just sit back and enjoy it. And I did enjoy the time with Miles a lot. And I did enjoy the time with Kindle a lot as well, mm-hmm. but it's still when you look back on it, it's like, man, that was a blur. My hourglass is about to turn the other <laughs> side, you know, especially when I get 50. And that's something that I reconcile with um, at times. 50's coming too, huh? I hope. I'm not going to. I can't be up here reviewing albums with y'all at 50, bro. It has to be a different change. No, it's good. Like, who the fuck is going to listen to a fifty-year-old man? There are cultural critics. There are well, not about six nine, but there are cultural critics that are seasoned that review music. That review music. Isn't Ebro old? And who listens to Ebro at this point? Well, how old is hip hop? You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they call us old now. Do they still? Yes. Yeah. No, you don't be on the comments. Yeah, they call us old. They call us old now. <laughs> they, call, they do. They called us old for some years. Not even right. They been I know they did old. at one point, but I, I thought no. I thought that narrative shift at no. one point. No. I thought we was no. because I because I've seen I've seen the opposite of that. Right. I've seen like why would I want to get my information from somebody that's the same age as me? You know, just as much as me. I've seen that. I've never seen that. I've seen that me comment. Yeah, I've seen that my, comment. I, they they rather get it from someone that's um. 
you know, a seasoned. bit more seasoned yeah, and, and, and knowledgeable or whatever in, in the culture or been around since the inception of it. And I believe that. We have not been not around since the fucking inception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, I looked at you all that slick yeah. shit. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah, Rod. Y'all heard that slick yeah, shit? I did. I did. And then Rod tried to change the subject real quick. Like, I didn't hear you since the inception. I think that younger folks, whether they will admit it or not, they will are they wish to identify with people who are older who share their experiences with them for sure i don't think that it's expressed in the way that it mm-hmm. is that it should be but i don't mean to use this as a derogatory but like elders are needed you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying elder statesmen are needed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like a it's, it's like a saying that young is meant for war elders are meant for counsel right give you, you game know? like it's always been a thing it's always gotta be like like yeah. like, like that so when i so <laughs> i mean you know mike might share you know and that's his you know own prerogative but yeah and, sure. and, but in terms of like just criticism and like just content i don't ever be like hmm i need this Stuff to be under twenty five years old <laughs> to relate to me because most of the people I read are dead, so they don't really got nothing to really. But there's been a transition. Like it's not solely just hip hop anymore. I think we do you know TV shows and music and stuff like that. So that's why I said reviewing albums. Yeah, that's the you shit we can still that. do. Podcasts we can still do. Reviewing yeah. albums. I mean, how often do we say like, "Oh yeah, this shit just wasn't made for me. I can't connect. I don't get it." Yeah, mm-hmm. we say that shit all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Don't a single person in this room that's over the age of twenty listen to Lil Yachty? I need to do a better job of listening to you because you, you're hundred percent right. Like I get that part, like mm-hmm. albums. Like I see, I can see us being yeah. slowly getting out of touch with what's coming out mm-hmm. or whatever. Unless the people that we like continue making music. I mean, if you really want me to be flat out honest, I mean, I'm getting tired of reviewing albums now. Really, super tired. Yeah. Because now it's getting to a point where the majority of the music that's really popular that's coming out now, mm-hmm. I don't care for it because I don't get it. It, mm-hmm. it, ha- it means nothing to me. It doesn't speak to me or anyone around me. And I'm tired of getting on a platform and being like, oh, I mean, if you younger people get it, cool, but I don't. It's like, <laughs> then why are you fucking speaking, asshole? Why are you talking then? So, you know what, guy? You're right. Why am I talking? So, so you don't think like for the people like the older artists that still are creating music need people like us? Yeah, we could talk about them. Yeah. You know, maybe or even even the people that just speak to older issues. Right. You know, if Kendrick wants to drop an album, cool. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. If Travis Scott wants to talk an album, I I don't have anything to like. What mm-hmm. am I gonna say? Right. I don't even, I don't even know burger. half the fucking lingo. <laughs> like half the shit you're saying, I have no. I still don't know what cap means. Like, <laughs> I, so I, I, there's nothing for me to really dig into with this kind of shit. So mm-hmm. I would, I would, if I was younger, like when I was in my teens mm-hmm. and really actually like heavily reading like music magazines and shit, mm-hmm. if I read that the person reviewing the album was 30, I'd be like, flip, next page. Mm-hmm. Could it be that perhaps um, this might be enlightening a new possibility of a different phase for? not just your, your lives, but, like, the actual, like, team. Or it's, like, maybe there needs to be, like, a younger d- division of people who tackle the, that content. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and it leaves, you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. y'all to discuss the things that are more resonating with your lived experiences. I mean, I that's something I – what did I brought that up when we were working on the – which was t- mixtape it was. But we were at B's house, B's old crib. Mm-hmm. Um and the one we had the the pool table and shit like that. I remember having that dis- when we were listening to music. Yeah. I remember having that discussion then. Like there has to be like um, a, 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 a transition, so to speak, 
um, a B team, somebody that can relate. Like you could easily just sit down and just look and plot out like the next couple of years and be like, man, at some point we're going to be irrelevant in terms of what's being created. We're going to age and we're going to age out of it mm-hmm. and what's going to be next. So, um, so yeah, the, so the, part of everything that's been happening in terms of the expansion has been, you know, in, intentional because it, you can, you can see it if you just sit and really just think about it, like, okay, there's going to have to be, you know, a part two, you know, and what does that look like? So, um, when are you guys ready for part two? I'm, I'm waiting on y'all, man. Say the word. You waiting on me? <laughs> he said, I'm waiting on y'all, man. Shit, I've been ready for that that second trilogy for a minute. Because <laughs> I don't know. Cause I've had a conversation with you know Rod and I offline at, at times have discussed like you know what we're talking about now in terms of reviewing mm-hmm. music here and there. But um, you know, it's kind of been our foundation, our base. But, you know, it's a conversation worth having. I think mm-hmm. no time what's, is better than the present. What's yeah. crazy is that, a fun fact, <laughs> that we didn't even start off doing reviews. No. I we know. Did, we did conversations, mm-hmm. which is typically what our reviews are, but, you know, we call them reviews. But, um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem, like, transitioning slowly back to that. You know what I'm saying? Just having conversations. What? Why you do what? that? I'm giving you the fourth grade teacher stance right now. What happened? Because yeah. I've been saying this for like the last three years. Well, we I, I wasn't saying it last three years. <laughs> I, but I'm saying, but I've been saying this for the last three years yeah. that we should transition back into doing conversations. No, nah, for sure. And I think the only one that agreed with it was B. Yeah. Everybody else was like, no, no, we like doing album reviews. But I'm like, what? wouldn't, wouldn't a culture critique be a much better position for an old ass black yeah, man yeah, 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 no for sure no yeah, versus for sure. like oh this album came out and i don't get it like who cares if you don't get it asshole who, like <laughs> i get it so why the fuck are you talking about it because we're seeing right now with like budden on you know spotify and whatnot what he what he does with his platform mm-hmm. is where it's like he recognizes that i'm 40 years old now i can't just be the guy talking about you know what i'm saying six nine and five year old foreign and pop smoke mm-hmm. every day like no one cares about that I'm here to talk about like ownership and what the younger artists are going to need. So it's like mm-hmm. thinking about, I would love for y'all to get on y'all like Charles Bukowski shit and just like, I'd love that too. And just, you know, just like go in and just like talk about the things that are resonating to men of your age. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see that cross like generation uh, in, in interaction where it's like, the elders do need to interact with the young, like the, like the, the people who have, made it to a certain age need to interact with the folks who don't have that guidance because how do we pass down these lessons mm-hmm. if we aren't like intermingling with each other it can't be sectioned off anymore and i think that that's what y'all's platform can certainly and has been doing for years now like i think like we are more we're we can speak better to issues like the ones we discussed with mm-hmm. kanye and jay right Whereas I don't think that someone that's in their teens or even early 20s would really even understand the nuance of those situations to speak on them in a way that would even be beneficial to anybody. Right, mm-hmm. that's your cue. That's true. <laughs> but you're like an old soul. Special, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You like got progeria or something. Like you're like, a, you're like really like 42 years old. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like most people that are Q's age would not even care to have mm-hmm. a two hour long discussion about contracts. Mm-hmm. They would be more primed to talk about, okay, what's the music sound like? Yeah. Oh, he's using this beat. And this is hot. This is lit. No cap. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just go through all of them. I'll go all of them. Bro. That's all the ones I know. But we would be more set up to speak about things that affect like the overall landscape of hip hop. And I don't want to neglect the question because no. it's like I can't speak on you know reaching. I'm 23 years old. Um, but what I can say is that I understand that in every point in time, there is missions and objectives for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has those in their mind of, I have to hit these markers. I have to hit these objectives. Mm-hmm. But I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we think ourselves into a box with age, mm-hmm. not in a That's way true. of like, not, yeah. not, 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 you know, I'm not saying you should be out here wearing skinny jeans and. Not like in that way, but well, it's you know, like, like little Wayne, wear skinny but like jeans, little Wayne skinny jeans, <laughs> little Wayne skinnies, and you know wearing like you know what I'm saying six nine hoodies and whatnot. I'm talking about those people, like it's like okay, the man. like Don't like the Scotty Pippins of the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm ta- I talked about it before, but you know what I'm saying people who are running from their age. Is what yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I think that people who are embracing who they are, people who just happen to be a certain age, I think that we need to begin to develop. More of an understanding that as long as you breathe and you have time to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And what that means is something way deeper than like just an internal clock of, okay, well, if I don't hit this, then I fail. What is failed? Mm-hmm. What is, what is, what is, what is really failed if you are still here doing it? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I think yeah. that we just kind of think ourselves into this box by saying that if we have not hit these things, mm-hmm. then the past couple of years were a waste or was it the springboard to for something that's about to happen or was it a redirection for something that on, maybe man. you didn't even know was your purpose and i think that and in in life we as human beings really do go through this transformation period like you're talking about where our interests no longer align with people that we thought align with it does our actual motivations for why we get up in the morning change mm-hmm. our risk aversion goes down and it's like that ties to who we are responsible for, mm-hmm. who's responsible to us, who we have to put food in people's mouths, who puts food. I mean, you know, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it all comes down to a fact of everyone is running a race, and mm-hmm. we all have to be cognizant that we're not competing against each other. Yeah, and and man, it's it's interesting you said that about risk, right? Um, and being risk averse, having a family, a wife, and two boys, um, being within Kaiser system. Um, I'm going through that now because this is my first public disclosure um, that, you know, I've been a victim of COVID-19 and October 31st, I will be losing my job. So, you know, and I, I didn't look at that as a negative because I've been prepared for it. I've talked about it on this show a couple of times and, you know, among you guys that, um, it was a possibility, a high possibility, and it was therefore almost fucking inevitable, right? Um, so how do you prepare for that? Mentally, I prepare, right? I, you know, by accepting the fact that it could happen. Um, but the fear of that happening is losing that, like, that Kaiser insurance and seeing how much it costs uh, on your own and taking them out of the system that they knew and into something that they didn't know. But I also have to look at this as, as an opportunity, as an, I'm gonna get you a stand, bro. I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm serious. Just, I'm gonna get you a stand. I'm just there. <laughs> <laughs> but as as an opportunity, because you know, throughout the last couple of years, it was, it's been like, okay, I, I, you know, the safety net mm-hmm. of having having this job 
to take care of my family uh, has been meaningful and extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. But at some point, like, there has to be a, a, a dedication to, to this in order for it to kind of go where it um, could possibly go. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this as, you know, this is like the universe, not to get mad on people, is, is saying, it's okay, we're just going to remove that from you. Mm-hmm. And just make you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, you know, made the chips fall where they may because you're not going to do it on your own. And so we're going to have to just kind of, um, um, force you to step out on that faith and do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. Like, like when, when, you know, I, I think about, uh, Kendall and when he walks and you just kind of, he walks oh, on this yeah. thing and you just kind of take it away mm-hmm. and let him kind of walk on his own. And then eventually just, he no longer just stumbling to the couch. He's walking to the couch. Mm. So, um, and that's kind of how I'm looking for it. So that's going to be like the next steps. It's survival. You, yeah. You have, you have survival instincts. That's just, you know, it's in you mm-hmm. to, you know, yep. survive. Yep. And it's, you know, and, you know, much like you, mm-hmm. in, in terms of parenting, you know, I told my kids, you know, that, about everything that's that's happened, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been preparing for this for months. So, you know, is preparation is the key to success, and mm-hmm. you know, we just you have to be mentally prepared for um, what lies ahead. So, um, you know, this is where we at. So, when you mentioned risk averse, mm-hmm. it, it triggered that thought that man, like even now, sometimes I'm like, damn, man. Like what happens if this? Because we're in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. but we're survivors too, and I've survived worse, and I've been in worse situations. Um, so I've been in a better situation now than I was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think that I didn't know that you could be young and old at the same time. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that until I got with my family, uh, my wife, and seeing her family mm-hmm. being in their fifties and sixties. And the way they just live life like they're in their 20s and 30s, it was mind-blowing to me. Because I thought that when you get old, you just have to get old and sit in the chair. Mm -mm. And it's not the case. That's what you grew up seeing, like, in certain areas. Yes, yes. I had nothing else to do. It's Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else to do. And then, of course, your economic situation. Like you said, in Mississippi, you know, you just sit on the porch and watch the cars go by. I did that at at my teens sometimes, just sitting on the porch. I mean, what, human beings now have the capacity to be, what, healthier individuals now Mm -hmm. because of what technology and Mm -hmm. medicine and science. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but you look at 25 Back in 1955, exactly. they look like 50 yeah. year olds, yep. and and yeah. we're not, and that that can't be discounted from like economic stress, yeah. like mm-hmm. racial stress, all that stuff is on you. Now you see kids who are like, you know, what I'm saying like they say they're 25, they're like they're 10. Then you see kids who look like they say they're 18 and they look 30, and it's mm-hmm. like, what is going on out, mm-hmm. out here? And I think that it clarifies, man, is like there is no timeline on on success and the perception of success, man. Yeah. You gotta re- realize that sometimes when you ask for something, you are gonna get it exactly what yeah. you want, and that means like you're gonna experience losses mm-hmm. because you asked for success. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you think that you just lost so much, and oh man, I just took this big L. But perhaps it was not an, a loss in the in the sense of a finality, but it was a launching point of a subtraction, something that that was subtracted mm-hmm. from your life so you could have an addition somewhere. I thought it was interesting because I've edited. Uh, low mid, and I remember Huey said this, uh, on one of the episodes, and it, I don't know if they were talking about music or something, but it was just so 
funny to hear him say that, man, I just think I'm getting old now. <laughs> And I Sophie just don't just think about it. that. Yeah. yeah. Sophie literally just said it because her birthday just passed. I'm and I was like, as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, how old are you, Huey? 22, I'm 23, 23. Bro, we like, old, we old, bro. <laughs> we old. We are old. Then we're dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't even remember 22. Right. Bro. <laughs> I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even remember 22. I mean, I know I was in the band and we were like on the road and stuff, but I barely remember that shit at all. Let me pose a question to all y'all then. Um, at 40 or approaching 40, which, which matters more to you or is there a difference? Clarity or comfort? Mm. Comfort. Because wow. you're, you're, oh, I'm old and I need to be comfortable. Yeah, comfort for me. Uh-huh. If I don't I have comfort. If I'm not clear on what's going on. Mm. Wait, what kind of comfort are we talking about? I need comfortable to, shoes. To I need me, a comfortable bed. Me, I need a comfortable couch. <laughs> to me, I would define clarity as like you know exactly what this chapter in your life is supposed to yield for you, versus a comfort which is like I've worked myself into a position where now all I can do is. I would rather have comfort simply because if I was worried that hard about clarity, I would drive myself fucking mm-hmm. nuts. Mm, I agree. Because I will never have the, like, my life is so fucked up and weird and mm-hmm. all over the place, even outside of this. Right. If I really sat down and I was just like, I need clarity <laughs> on every bit of this, I wouldn't be here right now with you guys. Oh, I'd wow. still be at home trying to figure this bullshit out. Mm-hmm. I feel that. That's yeah, so, we, so I'm the polar opposite. And that's what kind of posed the question, because for my 40th birthday, I had to get away from everything. Mm-hmm. It's too much confusion going on in the house. I got a hotel room, and I went by myself, and I meditated, and I had to get clarity on where I was at this phase of my life and be clear on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be comfortable. I'm not going to sleep comfortably. I'm not going to live comfortably. I'm going to be stressed 24-7 if I'm not at least clear on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So clarity is absolutely everything to me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have to be clear on why stuff is happening. I have no control over what's going on around me. As mm-hmm. long as I'm clear on this Mm-hmm. I'm good with everything. I'm yeah. comfortable. I'm not clear on this. Get clear, I, I get up and my back hurts. <laughs> my knees pop every time I stand up. I don't even try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. My body is falling apart. <laughs> Stretch it. I get try. Clear. Do some yoga. Do I do yoga. I do keep, it. Y'all keep doing it. Drink I'm, more water. Man, I'm working know. on it. But it's just... Hmm. I don't. I. I. I'm. I used to want clarity because I used to be. I mean, I'm still a fairly an overthinker, but mm-hmm. I used to overanalyze everything when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've talked a bunch about like that's why a lot of the shit that's happening now with like Trump and all this shit, it still makes me mad, but it doesn't surprise me because mm-hmm. I feel like I've spent from the age of like 14 until mid 30s yeah. screaming at the top of my lungs we're gonna have a fascist in the office at some point <laughs> and everyone's like shut up you sound stupid leave like go away but i was then trying to figure out clarity i was like mm-hmm. why is this happening why mm-hmm. are the police killing people why are these things happening now when i'm older i'm just like it's just happening and it sucks but that's a form of clarity right no mm-hmm. it's a form of giving up yes I've given up on trying to make logical sense of a lot of the shit that happens. And it's made me a lot happier. Because when I was trying, I mean, y'all, y'all remember every shoot. I mean, I'm still a dick, but every shoot before I was screaming and yelling and sweating. Every shoot. Great content. No, it's terrible. It's great for y'all, but it's not good for me. No, the chest was quite pounding. You know what I'm 
But now I've just gotten to a point where I'm just like, I just, I don't care. That's, that's the elders thing that he's talking you just, about. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying that's interesting what he just said because you, you didn't you just tweet something similar to that about Breonna Taylor? Yeah, 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 yeah I did. I did. Um, I said that while I'm not surprised, I'm at a place where I'm very unaffected. Mm. Yep. And that's scary. That's a very scary place for me to personally to be. Mm-hmm. Like to, to be in a situation where a black woman got shot and killed in the manner in which she did and the men who did it got off in this system. Like, I should be outraged the same way we were outraged with George Floyd and all that stuff, but I just don't have the energy for it. And I think it's because of everything that's been going on personally in our own circle. I just don't have the energy to expel to the community because I'm too busy with it in my house right now. So, yeah, I think, but it's just, I think some of that, as you guys were talking about where you are with age and, and thinking about the future mm-hmm. and what's going on, you guys were very like career centric mm-hmm. and very like <clears throat> physical, like mm-hmm. what you're feeling physically, mm-hmm. whereas me, it's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that may just be the male woman, male woman dynamic. Mm-hmm. I think because you because of the position that you guys are in the, in the world as men, that's where you think. Whereas me, it's more about where am I spiritually and where is my heart and how mm-hmm. am I feeling and am I good? Am I nurturing? Can I give to my children? That kind of thing. Oh, so God. I just think. For me, it's just more about being good because I got a I got a little little one now, so I got to make sure I have. I can't wake up in the morning creaking and, and stuff because I got to get up and run after a baby. So I got to make sure that I'm good spiritually and physically so that I can give to those that are around. Me. I get that. Ramil had something real quick. What you had, man? Um, I wanted to speak. Uh, to step your up, step up to uh-huh. the. I wanted to speak to your point, Naomi, on you saying that. Um, I think what you articulated about your feelings towards Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. was what Killer Mike was alluding to. Because I just listened to it this morning mm-hmm. on the song Walking in the Snow on RTJ4 where he says, um, you've, you've, it's gone from having empathy to apathy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think what you articulated was some sort of compassion fatigue where mm-hmm. it's just you kind of just get numb to things that yep. adversely affect people because you're seeing it at such a high frequency mm-hmm. and you're getting exposed to it. So like you said, like you should feel, you, you said you didn't feel like a certain level of outrage that you feel like you should have been feeling and that was scary. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's like, I mean, they made me think of Killer Mike's point. Yeah. I just listened to it this morning. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to bring that point up. Yeah, Appreciate you, bro. No, and that's, wow, no, like that's, 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 that's an incredible point because I often think about how black people, as black people, as black women, black men, I, I see that so often we are killed as children. But we're not buried until we're adults. Mm-hmm. In the way in which <clears throat> the world kills us in so many ways that it just instills a numbness in you once you reach a certain age of, mm-hmm. man, I already know they're doing that. I already know that's how it goes. I know mm-hmm. this is just how it is because the everyday interests and the everyday like um, doings that we have to go through feed this, make sure that blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? As a parent, as a partner, whatever. It takes away from your ability to actually actually be in your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I say it all the, all the time, but think about how little we actually occupy our bodies mm-hmm. and how often are our bodies in service of other people? How often are our bodies in service of just trying to feed ourselves? Mm-hmm. How often are our bodies being held captive by others? In, you know, we could say softer ways or even the most visceral ways. 
And that goes from being clocking in. That goes from not being able to put in the emotional work to uh, develop yourself. That goes into so many other things psychologically that we can't really even discuss. I'm not qualified, but I know that for a fact, the shock of the world, it, it, it leaves you because it kind of just beats it into you that this is your position. Mm-hmm. And that's why I resonate with wanting clarity because it can't be that. Mm-hmm. This can't be that position. I need to be able to world make within my own world. I need to be able to world make for my child. I need to be That's able right. to make a world for my household because this outside world is not calm at all. This outside world is is harsh. It's hostile because mm-hmm. we're marked people. And then we step into our little worlds and it's like, how often do we even occupy that within ourselves? I'm a, I'm a clarity person too. I, I, I don't really want to be comfortable because mm. I, I can, I can become relaxed and, <laughs> and I, I'll rather be, be clear and, and to, um, be clear on my focus, be clear on my goal and be clear on my ambitions and be comfortable after those things are, are achieved or my comfort, comfortness actually may come from being, you know, by having that clarity, you know, they could, um, work together. But yeah, I, I think I would like clarity, which is why I'm always striving to learn and educate myself and understand the world, a world that you can't understand. And, um, and that was a good, good point you make, you about us being killed as adults. Mm. And they start when we're kids. And it starts in within the system, in the educational system. That's mm-hmm. why I believe in investing in, in in the youth and protecting the kids. You know, when you look at these institutions and how they pull money out, mm-hmm. and you know it's what, what they say, uh, fair but equal, and that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And their lack of of making sure that the books are the updated copies mm-hmm. or. You know, these kids are just hyper aggressive. Therefore, they need to be in special ed. That's mm-hmm. killing the root. That's killing the kids early. Mm-hmm. When they get to adulthood, they're already dead mm. and they can no longer grow and mm. they become part of the system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we can get in there and protect the kids at an early age, mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the goal is to see that prosper mm-hmm. as they mature mm-hmm. into that strong tree mm-hmm. you know 50 60 years later and pass those seeds back into the ground mm-hmm. and you know wash rinse repeat mm-hmm. and you know that's what we you know what we have to do and that's why you know I love working with you know you know all of you young cats man because I think you know for me it's important to kind of help nurture and bring that on um, you know, as best I can. That's why I've enjoyed my five years at, at Fort Valley because I felt like I've, I have, I've been told that I've helped, you know, kids, um, that were going through life that would sit in my office and just talk mm-hmm. for an hour or two hours mm-hmm. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, um, so yeah, I think all of that stuff, you know, is meaningful and I think that everybody should and you guys should and will, I believe, when you guys, you know, get to our age. But clarity for me, and I think comfort will come, you know, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Much like Ken, like, um, 
I feel like they go hand in hand for me personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever. Like my my comfort comes from my clarity type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't like being comfortable for too long because I don't mind working hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but she had to stop me all the time. Like, yo, calm down, chill out, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know what what you've accomplished or whatever. So, you know. I'm good with a weekend, you know what I'm saying, and get mm-hmm. right back to work. That's just how I am. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, again, I just constantly try to make better for others. And then mm-hmm. my comfort is in that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even here, seeing my, my team, seeing Dead and Hip Hop grow and become, and it, it brings me comfort, you know what I'm saying? Cause I work so hard to try to, you know, make a better situation for everyone, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just try to improve on things. So that makes me comfortable. I feel good, like, you know, when they like, oh, man, Rod, I like when you did that. Mm-hmm. My love language is words of affirmation. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, when I get stuff like that, it just pushes me forward. You mm-hmm. know, I see fans say certain things. That clarity is, like, everything to me. You know what I'm saying? And it makes me, you know, comfortable for in that moment. You know is that I mean? is that the fruit of the labor for you? Kind of, yeah, The definitely. validation itself? Okay. Definitely, man. I definitely. That. That, that is the fruit of the labor. Like, I don't, I don't need millions anything it's just like when people enjoy something i made somebody move a certain way and feel a certain thing mm-hmm. and feel happy like we get comments like dude like yo man I'll, my mother's in the hospital but you know listening to y'all podcast or whatever like bro that's clarity for me and i and i and that that makes me want to push even harder mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um so yeah i think i do look for that a lot i i for, for a fact i know y'all pro- provide that to people because in a world where we are so mm-hmm preoccupied and shown things that are trying to make us either placate the past or just fear monger about the future or have anxiety about the future. Y'all get people present. Mm -hmm. Like y'all bring people present with content, like with, with your stories, with your lived experiences, y'all actually bring people to the present. And I think that that within itself, y'all administer clarity to people just by living and giving this content and by just sharing your knowledge and sharing all these resources. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is ultimately, if that's not youth, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like I was listening to what you were saying and I, I I get what you're, what you're saying a lot. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said before that a lot of the reason why I do my separate channel aside from this Mm -hmm. is because I mean, when I was a weirdo black kid in high school, I didn't have anybody to lean on. There were no other people like me in Conyers, Georgia. Right. So I do enjoy when, when people would hit me up and say, yeah, there's no black kids who like this, 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 and this. And I think it's dope that I can look to this channel and be like, man, there's this guy. He's old. (laughs) He made it through. Yeah. That shit makes me happy. But at the same time, I just feel like the reason I would more so lean towards comfort mm-hmm. is because, you know, when I was 17, I, this sounds crazy, but this is true. I, me and my friends really thought that our, our 10 years was going to be the last 10 years of racism, mm. sexism, mm. homophobia, all this. We really thought we were going to change the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Not crazy I, I just always related back to, um, episode three when Yoda's fighting Palpatine <laughs> and we all know he's going to lose right. but seeing him lose and the, the the look of disappointment on his face when he climbs in he's just like going to hiding I must go you know what I'm saying <laughs> that's how we felt when it was like we're not going to fix this <laughs> but we spent like literally I put in so much emotional labor and mm. physical labor 
going out and doing protests, going out and arguing with the Klan, going out and leafleting, going out and doing all this shit. This is before email. Mm-hmm. Y'all, that's how old I am. Mm-hmm. We really had to write letters right, right. to politicians mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to get them to change these laws. Wait, mm-hmm. I spent decades doing this shit. Mm-hmm. And now at 40 plus, I'm not going to say exactly, but 40 plus, <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I don't need the clarity anymore because I think I'm just jaded. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we literally thought, like we used to go around saying this shit. We're gonna, yeah. yeah, we're gonna fix, we're gonna change this. We failed. You think we, you failed? I know I failed. Like we, we dumbass punk kids thought us with our fucking green hair and our ill-fitting clothing. We thought going out on these fucking sidewalks every day or every weekend and holding signs, we thought that that was going to make sure that nothing like what's happening today happened. And now we have, and I'll say this, we have a literal fascist in the fucking White House mm-hmm. that if he wins again, we may as well get comfortable with actual, not, not, not metaphorical fascism. We may as well get comfortable with actual fascism. We thought that what we were doing was going to make sure that this didn't happen. And it wasn't like it was just in Georgia. Right, right, right. It wasn't like it was just in the United States. This was a worldwide thing where people were doing this, and it did nothing. I feel like some of the things you fight for, fought for back then and you still fight for now are changing, though. Mm. Like, you know, um, so that that's something to be said, that you stood your ground on that. And then today, like, even people like like me, right, you know, that use, you know, the F word loosely or whatever. Like, I, I can't even fathom saying it like that anymore. But once upon a time, I did, whereas you you never did, you know what I'm saying, because you've you always been fighting against that. Because you saw, I guess clearly than I did, um, as far as those issues are concerned. Um, so I, I've always appreciated you standing your ground on, on certain issues that I just didn't always understand. Mm-hmm. So I think appreciate that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for real, real talk. Like, like if it wasn't for you, I probably would still be. I won't, I would like to think I wouldn't be, but mm-hmm. I think you 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 you've um, pushed that forward a little f- faster for me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. About certain issues. Now, you know, when it comes to race in this country, you know, that, that's a bigger fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, some of the things. The little wins. Yeah, you, you, you've gotten some little know, wins. Man. We, we I'm really telling you, we wanted the, those big the, wins. The I win. feel you from personal experience. I, I've been affected by being your friend for the last decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Likewise. so, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's not, it's not just about like, First of all, struggle is always going to continue as, until it, until it stops, and I think that it sets in when you're just another generation. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm I'm dealing with that every day. Like, am I just another generation? Yeah. I really might just be another generation. We might not be able to stop this, quote unquote. But I think about how every generation has a mission. This is what Franz Fanon mm-hmm. said: where every generation has a mission, it's up to that generation to obey the call or deny it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you obeyed the call. You heard the call, mm-hmm. and you and you you responded. Now, now you might be like, "Oh, well, who gives a fuck?" But you might not have changed the world, but you definitely changed worlds. Yeah, and absolutely. you and and you got to hold that power within itself. Where it's like, I may have saved a black trans woman's life. I may not have saved all of them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I may have saved this black trans woman's life. This black this black trans man. This black non binary person. This mm-hmm. black punk kid who might maybe won't get bullied because somebody watched a a, a video of mine. Mm-hmm. Maybe this kid didn't you know die by suicide because he watched a video of mine. And it's right. not about some oh I feel great about myself and I'm you know saving. It's not about that. It's it's about 
what is the imprint I left on another being? Mm -hmm. And I think that we sell ourselves short when we think about these totalistic goals of if it's not a hundred percent, then it wasn't worth anything. (laughs) And it's like, bro, look at the little kid who says, yo, Mike showed me how to be myself Mm -hmm. or yo, I really want to be a videographer now because of what Rod did with dead end. Or I want to review hip hop now because of y'all or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to play, you know what I'm saying, video games because B showed me that it's, 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 it's cool to be a black gamer nerd. It's, it's really cool to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And these may not be like the totalistic, like, world shifting wins, but when you understand that you did leave an imprint in this world and with people that you don't even know, people who don't even speak the same language as you, as, man, that's yes. power. That's I got a some guy. I don't know where was he. His career, career, some hit me up, man. Like, no way we lived the same lives, right? Up, but he identified with some of the things that I see on this show or other shows or what I do. Mm-hmm. And man, it, it, it was just moving, man. I was just like, wow, this is this is amazing, mm-hmm. man. Like, like this is. I'm not just talking. I, I have these conversations with my wife. She's here to to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I really be like, "Yo, that's crazy." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. literally with yo. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um yeah yeah I to kind of go off what Q was saying, um, Mike is that there's ten years now worth of your words out there that will live on. Yeah, that being people. A dick. Oh man! Y'all should have just, just me but, at some but point think about like, all. No, no, no. But but not necessarily that. Think about all of the things that you've said on "Is the Mic Still On?" Mm-hmm. The millions, literally millions of voices and ears that you've reached. Like you know that that beginning was to get to to now, and so you are still making those impacts, and you're reaching you know, probably more people now than you, you were back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, man, I tell my wife all the time, man, like, like, I don't think the guys really realize how like brilliant and talented and creative they are. Mm-hmm. And it just amazed me at times when I just sit back and kind of marvel at what you guys do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how you guys are just specialists in your areas, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you know, I was like, man, Rod's creativity and, and the way he sees things and the way he's able to pull out certain conversations, mm-hmm. you know, Mike's analytical, you know, high thinking mind, you know, and, and his champion for justice and, mm-hmm. you know, in this world, you know, from B's love and the way he's able to break down video games and, and to keep things present and bubbly, FIFO when it comes to sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that, even all the way down to, to low mid and listen to what they're doing and seeing how creative and that they are with these different ideas that they be coming up with. It just seemed like it's just so naturally gifted and just meeting this brother at 17 and him just speaking the word and his brilliant mind and how educated he is and how he thinks on the highest prior. And I'm talking about Q, you know, it's just, it's just on and off for Sophie, just seeing her grow from 18 oh, to where yeah. she are now, just <laughs> to be able to witness that, you know, seeing like that evolution and to be at the center of that, you know, it's just really, you know, such a, such a, a, a blessing, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me, man, and I, I, I consider myself blessed and to be able to take all of this that's around and to be able to put that out. And I forgot about my brother Nick, Fuck who got a new, who got a new mask. Like, 
even even he even like even he ain't listening to shit. He know yeah. damn well. He 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 know damn well. You know, even this my cause he he's here because he he is brilliant and creative as well. Like, you know, um it's just in the past, mm-hmm. think about these voices, these thoughts, these ideas. Nobody would be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would be able to see this. It mm-hmm. would be muffled. It's mm-hmm. almost like hip hop. Yeah. Mm. When you see how all these creative talents that's just just stuck in this world that white supremacy or the mm-hmm. nation has oppressed mm-hmm. and they can't get out and they found a way to get out and technology has allowed this to get out. Mm-hmm. Cuz if not, we you know, nobody would hear us or see us. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and because the system control what Hollywood gets access mm-hmm. to and who gets to make it like you were talking about. And now we have the ability to put that out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and speak on that, man. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to go from music to, to, uh, you know, a podcast to frames per second. And shit, I didn't even know that Nate thought the way she did about fucking movies and shit like that. Like when she be, <laughs> like seriously, as long as I've known her, but sometimes I just sit back and just even be more like, God damn. Like, <laughs> That's really fucking sharp. <laughs> like it, it's just I'm smart sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like it just blows my mind, and I just—I mean, I'm—I just—I'm just thankful, man. Um, I'm just thankful. Well, let me say one more thing, real quick, and I'll be done. So when I said that that we failed, mm-hmm. don't take that as me saying that I am giving up and I'm not trying to change anything. Oh, still, yeah, yeah. when I say that we failed, I'm saying that I didn't feel like we would still have to be doing this work now. Mm. Um, I think it's a whole generation of people who feel that way. Like even like the elders who sit back and like went through civil rights and are still like y'all are still dealing with the same stuff we had to deal Mm -hmm. with. Like it's it's generations of people who feel the same way. But I think, I think, yeah, definitely. But I, I I think, like I said, when, when we were literally traveling across the United States screaming about this shit Mm -hmm. to still be dealing with it. At 40, yeah. it's just like, come the fuck on. I feel that. But that's, not, I'm not, I didn't want anybody to get that misconstrued and think I'm saying, mm-hmm. well, don't fucking bother, mm-hmm. just give up. Like one of Charles Bukowski's famous quotes, just give up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that I didn't think that we would still be doing, I mean, even if I want to go back to the analogy, yeah, Yoda lost, but it's not like he didn't train Luke when Luke showed up on Dagobah. Mm. He's like, I still see that Rainbow we can bars. fix this, so let's, <laughs> let's give it a shot. And he even had the spirits telling him, I don't know, bro, he's too old. He's like, nah, man, I think I can do this. Chill out. I think I can do So, I mean, yeah, I'm still making videos. I'm still screaming about the same shit. But that's why I'm just trying to get comfort. Because mm. I have been fighting for that's- clarity for 25 mm. years. And mm. I haven't gotten it. Mm. So now it's just like, all right. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to figure this shit out, <laughs> but I can still at least tell people to keep trying to change it. I feel that. So that's really what, what I'm getting at. I'm just fucking tired, bro. I'm tired. And that's fair. And that, that, that's, that's, fair. Right. that's very fair. <laughs> yeah, and that's how change happened. You talk about mm-hmm. generations. I, I think I've, I've, you know, was thinking, I was like, hey, man, I think we're just a bridge to you guys. Because, you know, these old people got to die out. And you know, Damn. but what's gonna happen with the? <laughs> Try the, to kill motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. gonna happen with with the youth? And you guys are energized and motivated, and I, you know, I I hope that it it could change with with you guys. But we'll 
We'll leave it there. Um, Damn, man. Sorry. I'm saying. You took BZ spot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's good because B didn't have a topic, so you that worked. And you didn't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's basically both of our topics. We'll be back after this quick break. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Q, did you have anything, man? Um, did did y'all, you want to discuss? Y'all talk about Tory dropping his album? No. no. Do we not. have to? Yes. Let's we talk need about to, it. yes. We need to talk about we accountability don't. in hip hop. Act like yes. we did. Don't get it's no energy. Y'all. I think I think that we yeah, should we I'm shouldn't name it. Yeah. We shouldn't name it, but I think we should talk about accountability in uh, hip hop. We mean by not naming it. We don't we so we don't have to speak on who shall not be named who dropped an album. But <laughs> we can, but, yeah. but I mean I mean you know but everyone knows who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. So, you know, Tory dropped don't, his Don't let him get away with it like that. That's yeah. the way out. Yeah. And, you know, Tory dropped his album of just complete misogyny and just, mm. you know, vic- victim blaming. Um wow. and it was 17 tracks. 17 tracks. <laughs> and this is coming off of the back of Megan Thee Stallion being allegedly, I have to say this for legal purposes, but we all know what happened. Um, in my opinion, we, we can see that Tory Lanez discharged a firearm at a black woman. And the day after Breonna Taylor's uh, killers were not convicted, he decides to drop a 17 track album explaining why he shot a black woman. So he does say he right? did it. He says on the on the thing that it's not what y'all thinking, it's not what it seems, and I'm gonna throw shots at J.R. Smith, and I'm gonna throw shots at uh, Dream Doll, and all these people who were talking bad about me, and y'all don't know the real story. He never does. He never says it didn't happen, mm-hmm. but we but we're supposed to allude from that. Was this the live stream that he said he was gonna be doing at like? 12 o'clock or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not turning up to midnight. It was like 9 p.m. He was it's like, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. I, don't I mean, not the East Coast, but on, but, but on the West Coast. And then I'm yeah. not staying up to watch you talk. Absolutely not. And I think like the deeper issue here is that yes, harm was done, but I think that then there needs to be a deeper conversation of where are the institutions beyond the carceral state that we within our own community within our own cultural production can begin to hold men accountable for the, for, for the whole people accountable, but hold particularly the black men who have the access, the resources, the capital, the backing, the gatekeeping, uh, or the okays from the gatekeepers. Where is there? <laughs> we came up. Where is, uh, where is, uh, where, where is the accountability for that? Where are the processes for that? Where are the elder statesmen? Cause we see T.I. came out and they ran basically cover for him. Oh, and, wow. And Wait, what? T.I. was like, he said it didn't go down the way y'all think it did. Just, mm-hmm. just typical, up. typical industry, industry stuff of when you're trying to get ahead of a story and you're trying to frame a narrative, you bring out people who have clout or credibility. So I guess they must have thought, let's get T.I. because he has a podcast and let's have him say, well, you know, expeditiously, I don't think that he actually did that to, uh, from what, from, from what he told me, he said it didn't go down like that. So just putting that out in the air 
is trying to cause some sort of diffusion of the situation so we can have a well let's hear both sides now that's the whole purpose of saying a statement oh, like both that sides. Mm. yes both sides. Oh, both sides so it's like my question is man like at what point do we begin to hold artists accountable i think it starts now um and i i want people to be more vocal and holding you know the black hip-hop figures that has access to them accountable along with everyone else that has a voice that feels like they, they, they should speak on it. Um, too often this as, as people have gotten a pass from, you know, we could look at Dr. Dre mm-hmm. to Joe Budden mm-hmm. uh, on and on. And now cool we got, rap. yeah, Gucci rap. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew about Gucci rap. Yeah, you did. Yeah. He beat up, um, no, he didn't beat up Superhead. Who did he beat up? Did he beat up Superhead? I, thought it was yeah. I think it was Superhead. Yes. Oh wow! Um, Karen Stephens. Yeah. Oh. Her name. Yeah, that's her name. Shout out Karen. To now, Megan, man, and and the way that people talk now, I think you can't. We can't rail at one system and ignore the other. Mm-hmm. And we're railing at all, oh, you know, racism that keep killing us, but you ignore this man that shot this woman. What? <laughs> I don't know about that one, man. Why? Because it sounds like a whataboutism, and I think that's a slippery slope. Those are two different things. So, yeah, there is a system put in place that keeps women oppressed that allows men to do terrible things to them, but I don't think that system should be compared with the system that puts white people in power where they can kill us. I think those are two completely different systems. I don't think they should be compared. And I know you weren't intentionally doing that, but I know Reddit, and I know how they twist my shit. They will twist your shit. Different but similar, right? Uh, Sort of. They're within the yeah. like. They're. I I don't I I just I just don't like making one to one comparisons mm, not with different that. systems of oppression. I'm not trying to play the oppression Olympics either, but I don't think it's a good idea to say, well, you guys are out here complaining about the white supremacist police killing black people, but you're, but why aren't you talking about this? Well. Oh, okay. I don't think that's a good idea because that sounds like white people when they say, well, what about black on black crime? Yeah. uh, Even though there really isn't a system. I think it's, I think it's a, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, please. No, you said it is a system. It's patriarchy at the end of the day. And it's just internal within our, within in our own community. It is, but it's not the same as the system of white supremacy. And I don't think it's a good idea to make one-to-one comparisons about systems like that. I think that's all I'm saying. I think that the experiences of black women have to be clarified here that it is special. Yes. It is a very special understanding. Now black women experience gendered violence. That is inherently racialized mm-hmm. because while Tory Lanez allegedly shot, and we, you know, I had to say that, but shot this black woman, um, people will say that, oh, well, that's different. I, I think that people on Reddit, if they say it's different, I could get that if they're being reductive because to me, they are not one and the same, but they are, they are, they are the same monster in the sense that Patriarchy predates white supremacy, Mm -hmm. but the special factors in which we engage black women's bodies, how we engage black women in terms of their labor, how we engage black women in terms of beauty, it's racialized. 
So okay, it's so, so it has to be informed by white so, so, yeah. su- supremacy is what I'm saying. But here's here's why I think it's different. When you're talking about something like patriarchy, mm-hmm. that can be a little bit more easily generalized mm-hmm. than white supremacy. Mm-hmm. White supremacy really only affects certain groups. Mm-hmm. Whereas patriarchy, you can't say the same thing. Patriarchy kind of goes across the board. So when you're talking about a situation like Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. yes, that is a that is a situation of patriarchy among the black community. Mm-hmm. But there's also patriarchy that can apply to the white community. Mm-hmm. But when you make those comparisons to white supremacy, like white supremacy really doesn't affect white people in the same way it affects any other groups of color. I do like the idea of extracting it out and 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 making it its own separate issue. Like, I think you may have mentioned that and the thought crossed my mind instead of just kind of uh, attaching it mm-hmm. to this, um, giving it its own focus. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that was a good point. So, that way you know, they, they, they mm-hmm. don't get intermingled together. Mm-hmm. And I don't um, think you have to be reductive to separate it out. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I don't think you have to be reductive to say, well, this is its own conversation mm-hmm. and let's not conflate it with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times what's going to happen is you're going to go to what's the bigger point, what's the bigger problem. And then this one gets left to the wayside. Well, my and I, I, don't even, I don't even think I disagree with that. I think that more so my perspective would come from the fact that I would say that Tory Lanez was policing. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. I would say that patriarchy within itself is policing. Sure. And, 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 and I would say that the ways in which black men, a certain black men, segments of black men, not, not so insignificant segments of black men are socialized. I want to say that word again, socialized, Mm -hmm. socialized to interact with black women in certain ways. It is from the manner of policing, policing your sexuality, Mm -hmm. policing your, your body, policing your labor, policing your beauty, policing your hair. Mm -hmm. So, to literally fire a firearm at a black woman, I can see that one-to-one contradiction of somebody saying, we have to talk about Breonna Taylor, but I don't believe Megan, though. Now, I'm not saying that that means that um, the issue within itself is of the same weight. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that if you are going to address violence against a black woman, then you should have the same standard of I'm I'm going to believe the story from jump and if I'm proven wrong I'm I'm just proven wrong. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming with from with you know. Imagine if they talked about this not, not even on the same level even a a, a, a fraction lower than Brianna Taylor. Imagine what that would do with to Tory. A fraction? What do you mean? Just just even even not like. Like a hundred percent on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like you see Brianna Taylor everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. But even if you did it at half the amount that they talk about Brianna Taylor and talked about Megan Thee Stallion, like LeBron right. and, and right. the NBA or whatever, right. like even just on a happenstance, not happenstance, but just say that, hey man, that's messed up what Tory Lanez did to, to Meg Thee Stallion. But mm-hmm. see, that's my point. Right. I don't think you should be engaging and entertaining those kinds of conversations. Like we're talking about Brianna Taylor, but imagine if you guys did this. And it's like, well, why can't we just have two conversations here? Mm. Why do we have to compare this conversation to this conversation? Mm. Because the 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 because I think the visibility is lacking, mm. and I, I understand that is is two conversation. But I guess when when I look at like 
the amount of coverage and the impact, well, somewhat impact because the dude didn't even really get charged, um, that that's having, I can only imagine the impact it would also have where if, if it's hypothetical, if that did take place, would he be dropping a 17 track album right now? No, he'd be in jail. He'll he'll be, yeah, exactly. But then again, but then what's going, what's going to happen is, because I'm almost tempted to do it and I don't want to, but what's going to happen is you're going to start discussing how one situation is bigger than the other, Mm. how one situation is more important than the other, because one situation affects more people than the other. And I don't think that's a healthy way to discuss this situation. I agree with that, and I'm not trying to do that. I know um, you're not. But I, I know, I know. But, but that's how it's going to end up looking. What do you think that is that makes people not see it as companions but competitors? I, I just think that when you're – because what you're doing is, is you're putting people on the defensive. Because if you have someone that's been screaming about Breonna Taylor, say her name, say her name, mm-hmm. and then you come up behind them and you say, okay, well, how about you say Megan Thee Stallion's name? A lot of times, instead of them saying, oh, shit, I see your point, mm. they're going to say, the same. huh? They're going to say it's not the same. They're going to, well, no, no, no. What, even, even if they do end up thinking it's the same, from an activist standpoint, mm. they're going to say, well, you're challenging my activism and you're saying that I don't care about this. Mm. And therefore, now I have to explain why I've been screaming, say her name about Breonna Taylor, but not about me. But aren't we sort of doing that now? Yeah. Like we're asking, where are the black male voices in hip hop? Why are they not speaking about that? But not, we're not relating that to Breonna Taylor. That's the only part that I'm throwing a little monkey wrench in. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's super, I mean, I don't even, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't think that comparing those situations is really a good idea. I think it's better to just say, look, what he did was fucked up. This is a product of a system that's been put in place that we've been benefiting from for way too long mm-hmm. that we have to start dismantling. By the way, there's also this mm-hmm. that we can be talking about mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. putting it as, well, you're talking about this, so therefore you should also be talking about this. And if you're not, then something's wrong. I think a lot of people, if I heard that, I'd be like, damn, you're fucking right. Mm-hmm. But some people will just be like, what? What are you talking about? Right. No, this is way more important. Right. And then the argument becomes, okay, who's more important, Megan or Brianna? And it's like, are we really doing this? Well, I don't think that people should definitely not. People should, by the way, not be out here saying like, say Megan's name. First of all, Megan was not murdered. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not. But see, a, it's, but see, you're doing it. <laughs> not intentionally, but you're doing it. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that we have to begin to, I think, understand that perhaps the same system that is feeding. The Breonna Taylors to the police mm-hmm. is the same system that will throw away a Megan Thee Stallion. And Megan could have been murdered, though. could have been. So, yeah. you know. Um, she wasn't. She wasn't. But it happened. And it's my fault. I should shut up. But well, I'm just saying. No, I think it's a really interesting place to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I'm I'm just a navigate lately of, of same energy. Sure. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. I guess maybe I should have said that. I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, it's like, where's that same energy for Megan? I feel you. That, that these guys, um, are not showing that I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, or where's that accountability? I think it's just about accountability. Like, what are you guys? Because they doing? see misogyny as different than racism. They're, this, not as, they're not as infuriated with the misogyny as they are with racism. That's really all it is. So, real quick. Um, so, so misogyny is the, is the point. Say that one more time? No, just go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> I will forget <laughs> nowadays. Um, damn, I was almost about God to damn it, it. Just say serious? it, baby. Just say it. I, I'm trying. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. 
All right, so it's not so it's not on the same like this Megan thing isn't on the same level as Brianna, right? Yeah, we, is that what we're saying? Well, I'm saying let's not make that comparison. Okay, I know you're I'm saying not, that. You I know, got me too. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, yeah, wait. Oh, right, right, right. I almost got but, me. So, but there is a, a good portion of people that are against what Tory Lanez did. Like I see a lot. Sure, I know sometimes yeah. I see different things than y'all like on online. I, I don't know if it's. <laughs> Your like, algorithm is just way different. Yeah, I do. I do, right? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe it's the universe. <laughs> um, um, so I, I see a lot of like cancellation of Tory Lanez. Yeah, like I'm man. not listening to this album. Are you yep. crazy? I've even heard it like on XM radio. Them talking about we're not playing that yep, or whatever. Yeah, yep. Like, like. So I be, I have been seeing mm-hmm. a lot of it. So I'm just trying to figure out um, when you ask. Um, the accountability mm-hmm. part. So you feel like there isn't any accountability right now? I feel like it's shallow. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like the I feel like it's I feel like it's performative. I feel like a lot of it is just about trying to consumer face where it's like, all right, well, there's the Brianna Taylor industrial complex now where everyone has a documentary, everybody has a conference, everyone has a tech thing, everyone has a t shirt that's something and it's really disgusting in my opinion. But that has been taken to like the umpteenth degree mm-hmm. where I feel as though now we are seeing more so the centering of we're not going to show this on our platform anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, those logics can be seen as like, oh, wow, they're taking a stand against besides you're taking a stand against. But, mm-hmm. but all the other rappers you have when right. you haven't taken a stand against six, nine, you're still playing yep. Chris Brown. Yeah. Ha- and it's like you're st- and all these people in the industry who have allegations against them. All mm-hmm. you you're, you're not saying nothing. It now, sounds like something that's going to get blown over at the time. Blown time. over. Exactly. Okay. And like, I, I just want, I just want a better accountability process. Mm-hmm. I want us to be able to have the ability as consumers or as fans to truly divest from artists, not just for, you know, mm-hmm. you're out of the, you're, you're kicked off the island now, mm-hmm. but I want people to generally, depending on what you've done, like, you know, children, mm-hmm. like child molestation, barred, you know what I'm saying? Not talking about that stuff like that. To me, that's uh, off the table, but mm-hmm. things like things that I believe are worthy of transformation, things that I believe are, are worthy of restoration. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And I'm sorry. I'm just keep no, good. Yeah. questioning you, but, um, um, so what does, and I know you don't have all the answers, but like, what does accountability look like to you for Tory Lanez in this situation? To me, accountability is like an actual, like, somebody has to mediate a complete, like, reconciliation and grievances. Mm-hmm. Where if, if, if you saw while the process, if you, if you, if you were alive during South Africa, I, I, I was not, but mm-hmm. I researched it extensively. Um, there was truth and reconciliations. Mm-hmm. Apartheid? Apartheid. Okay. And while those, Truth and reconciliations were, were a complete farce in the end. Mm-hmm. The concept of coming to the table to say, this is what we have done to you. This is what we are willing to uh, re- uh, reparate or whatever it's called. And this is what we are willing to uh, apologize and put it on complete front street for. Mm-hmm. If Tory Lanez was to sit down or if any whoever wrongdoer that we all just said, that's out of pocket. That has to be atoned for. Mm-hmm. I think that there has to be a mediator who sits down and that is, and the grievances are put out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that if the artist is in a monetary position, there should be some funds allocated to something of actual material weight. 
that is going to shift something for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said to me, putting Chris Brown on community service for six months did nothing. It just made him angrier. Mm-hmm. And then what did he do? He went right back to stalking girlfriends and doing this and that. But if we actually sat Chris Brown's ass down as a community and said, yo, dude, that was the most horrendous shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And we will not tolerate that in this community. We will not tolerate this. And you have all these millions. And you know what? We're going to take some of this. We're going to sit down. Are we going to give this to whether it's a fund or whether it is a charity or whether it is uh, you know, some type of center for women who are experiencing domestic yep. violence. I want you to sit down with these women, tell them what you have done. Mm-hmm. I want you to sit down in front of our community, tell us what to, what you have done, and this is how we're going to move after this. And then you need to be an advocate for this not happening to other people. Exactly. You need to speak to other people and have, you know, try to help them learn mm-hmm. to control their anger and not beat the shit out of their women. Mm-hmm. You have to live your transformation. It, exactly. can't, it can't just be aesthetic. Yep. It can't just be, oh, well, I did it and it's done. Right. No, it has to be, yo, I did that and that changed my life exactly. forever. And but I want to try to change yours through that. That sounds great. Yeah. And while we should do that for these types of high profile situations, if we're not even doing that in our own personal communities, mm-hmm. why are we expecting celebrities to do that? Your own uncles and fathers don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and that was going to be a question I had. I thought that was something that used to occur yep. in, in the neighborhoods back in the day. Mm-hmm. Does it anymore? Just, but the whole, well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a bit easier when we're directly monetarily supporting these people. It's easier to demand that shit from them than for us to go to your house and say, I want your uncle to go do X, Y, and Z. Wait, so we're saying it's easier for us to demand from people who we buy albums from than it is from our own individual family members? Like, it's easier for me to take that to somebody in my house? It's easier for me to if I'm buying a Chris Brown album, it's easier for me to say I'm going to pull my money from you mm-hmm. and never support you again unless you start to actively demonstrate why you've changed. It's easier for me to do that than to go to your house because your uncle is a rapist mm-hmm. and say I demand that you go do X, Y, and Z with your uncle. If it's my uncle, absolutely, that's I can point. drag but his that's ass my out. point. We're not doing that with our own family members. We're not holding our own people well, we accountable. Should. We right, and mm-hmm. I, I agree we should, mm-hmm. but if we're not even doing it at that base level, how can we expect to do it at a, at a celebrity level? So because we should be doing both. We should be doing both. Mm-hmm. So I don't think – and that's, that's another one of those things where it's like – because this happened on Reddit this past show where if you say this one thing, people interpret that as you saying, well, you don't care about this one. Right, thing. right. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was saying we're only attacking right. this section. Right. Yeah. I would – got to speak for yeah. you. I would – Put a million dollars down and Absolutely say not. I put all of Jay Z's billions down <laughs> Absolutely not. and say that Q not would just a quarter of all of them <laughs> and say Q would definitely push for that happening in individual communities as well. Absolutely. It's just we weren't talking about that specifically. Right. Yeah, I guess what the so point you're right. I'm, the point I'm trying to get at is it's difficult for us to have that sort of mentality as a collective when we're talking about celebrities, especially celebrities that our community idolize, mm-hmm. when we're not even doing that or have that mentality in our own homes. Which is probably. So I think what- it, Huh? Go ahead. So I think it's more about changing the mentality of we have to change our mentality. We have to hold men accountable no matter where they are. And Absolutely. we don't do that as a community. But again, I think I think it's it's implied that mm-hmm. Q would say and I would say that yes, yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to start at the ground For level sure. as well. Always starts at home. Yeah. And maybe yeah, that's, all that just starts at home. And maybe that's why we're seeing the failures of those that are in hip hop that are not saying anything. You know, they um because they're in a position that that hip hop is their community, mm-hmm. and they're in a position to to um, 
police that community in a, in a positive way. And that's and, why it's easier to organize against yeah. them because you you have voices from all over the world that you can organize and say, hey, we have to uh, you know put focus on this one person. Where if it's just my uncle, who do I have on my side? You know what I'm saying? I have other maybe like-minded family members. Mm-hmm. I don't have an entire community that I can go and get to rally against this person. Because they're because like celebrities at a certain point they're beholden to advertisement, they're beholden right. to their endorsements, they're beholden to public image. Mm-hmm. So all it takes, all it took was a hashtag surviving R. Kelly to get him in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm you know what I'm saying I'm a prison abolitionist, so that's just you know it's just me. But um, I believe in full transformation within our own communities because that's the only mm-hmm. way we've ever gotten justice. I don't believe that just because we lock up one person who did something wrong, right. then that's going to change the problem. All we're right. doing is disappearing people and breaking apart families and putting people into a new slave system. But in my opinion, we have to recognize that we all do harm. Mm-hmm. We all have, we all harm and we all have been harmer. And I think that once we begin to understand how the conditions of society facilitate so much of this harm that we don't even see it mm-hmm. like we 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 are wearing harm mm-hmm. literally we are wearing harm and yeah. we just walk around like i got i got gold on my neck i don't know where this shit came from like i don't know but it's like this is the harm that we all don't even see so i imagine the harm that we as black men do to black women every day without even noticing it mm-hmm. so what does that mean if we have to begin to develop a psychology of community I think that has to start at home, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, because it's going to bubble out into the community. Mm -hmm. It used to Mm -hmm. be in the 60s and 70s. No, that's that's little Jimmy. And if he broke that window... I know his mama. Yep. And he's going to come over here after school and fix this window. Yep. And then after that, you know what? I'm going to tell him, son, you can do anything you want to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And then he, <laughs> then he going to go out and into the world and be what, 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 whatsoever. Or if I see a police officer harassing grandma, I'm going to come out the house. No, no, no. That's my baby. It's not yeah, even her baby. It's same. not even her child. That's yeah. happened to me. That's my baby. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. It's, would, it's happening to me. And like, I feel yeah. like I'm the last generation to really be outside for real. So it's right. like just seeing what kids do now, it's like everything yeah. is, in, is is inside. But that shows how I think we have to begin to develop, like you're saying, that it's mentality. But that psychology and those functions of we all got to raise these kids and we all got to begin to see that we are connected and that these violences that we experience are connected and it's only going to take restoration that's connected for us to stop it. Yeah. And you would think after doing the live, after putting out a 17 track album that <laughs> the, the out, like somebody would be like, all right, nigga, now you're going too far. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like now you're monetarily benefiting. Yeah. It's like black woman in the feet. We, we kind of let you skate by last time, but now, mm-hmm. now you trying to profit off of it. Yeah. Now you just kind of throwing it in our face, mm-hmm. rubbing it in our face. Like, Nah, man, we 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 need to talk. Who Somebody needs to talk to you. Who is that person, though? That's that's what I'm trying to get to the book. Oh, to, to, your, to, to, to your credit, Hove, Hove is behind the scenes right now. I stay up on everything. Hove is behind the scenes right now because uh, Megan is signed to Rock right, Management. Right, right, right. He's behind the scenes right now, saying Tory's done. Yeah. We never getting. He's never putting another show out. He's never going to be on a commercial. That's done. Mm. Now, that could just be because Megan is signed to Jay, been making money off it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's still he's still doing something that I, I agree with. And hey, it's just man. like, hey, yo, that's 
that's good. <laughs> they kind of did that with Chris. Yeah, he did that with Chris. Too. Brown. Yeah, and no, but come I to did. like different award shows if he was going to be there. Like, but For again, sure. because they had the connection with Rihanna. And yeah, I, but then, I still agree. But though. then Chris Brown was on Nas's album, which wasn't that put out through Def Jam Untitled. No. I mean, I mean, yeah. No idea. What label was Untitled put out on? Untitled was good with the Def Jam. And wasn't that Jay's, wasn't Jay running Def Jam at the time? Yeah. Right, let's he, get this. Man. Let, look, I'm look, saying. Look, look, I'm just, I was trying start. to give him the ball. I'm, I'm tired of pe- people picking on Jay-Z, but I'm just I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm we, saying. We doing it to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> move on. Like right, young, like, you uh, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what about Chris Brown? Okay. <laughs> hey, Mike, what you got, man? Oh, mine is, mine is mad quick, so I don't really have a topic. Um, I was just going to give a slight follow-up to last week's topic, um, which I, I'm not going to go into extreme detail simply because, um, unlike some people, I'm actually a man of my word, and I told these people that were involved that I was not going to share what we discussed. But following up the discussion we had last week about the quote-unquote scam and the block and all this other shit, I actually spoke with um, the people from the block. Hmm and got some information and I also spoke with the people on the other side and got some information hmm. and how so remember I was talking earlier about how I feel like I failed yeah. by trying to, to, to fix the world this mm-hmm. is another instance of this <laughs> where my goal with all of this was to one bring awareness and two get things fixed get these artists happy and I thought that I could do this if I could get everybody on the phone together, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some miscommunications and all of that. And I tried, and it just didn't happen. Oh, um, it, it even – I mean, I won't – again, I don't want to get super into details, but it even turned into a situation where um, the people that I thought were going to be on my side and have my back start saying I'm a scammer. Mm. And I'm in on this and that. And I was just like, damn. Are you serious? Yeah. And this was really like, I had a fucked up week over this shit. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. Because for like a good hour and a half after I got the, I was like, man, yes. (laughs) We're about to be here. Like, we're about to walk away from this with a positive resolution. And then it was just like, no. Mm. That's not going to happen. See, bro, I was just hey, like, hey, hey, stay in your comfort zone so you won't get the clarity. I, hey, <laughs> I should have left the clarity alone, B. <laughs> clarity I alone. Should've. Stay in I the should've. comfort. We making you know connections in here today. I was so disappointed, though. I really mm, was. I really thought that I was going to be able to help this situation because I had talked to artists and then I talked to them. And I'm like, all right, well, what if we did this? And what if we did this? All right, cool. Let's do it. And then it was just like, nah, it's, it's, I can't, I can't broker conversations. So I was just like, why the fuck did I even bother with all of this? Like, why did I even try? Um, so, yeah, all of that to say, as bad as it sounds, I'm washing my hands of it. Um, it seems like people are way more interested in drama than they are with getting actual results, and that's not my MO. I really wanted something good to come from this, and it, it may still. It may still. It just may not be with me helping. So... It sucks, but that's some situation. That's situation, man. Sometimes you can't you can't fucking fix everything. But um, I will also say this: there's a lot of shit running around about the situation. Um, if somebody says I said something and you didn't see it on my fucking YouTube channel, my Twitter, or my Instagram, then that's some bogus bullshit. Don't listen to it. Holler at me if you really want to, but I really want to talk about it anymore. So. That's that. 
that on that. Hmm? That's, that's that on that. That's that on that. that's that on that. That's that on that. <laughs> also, oh, I forgot. Also, my channel was hacked. Oh yeah. Um, this past week, um, there are rumors being spread around about who did that. If I didn't say it, do not listen to these rumors. I do have my channel back, and I know for a fact who did it. All right, it was a motherfucker in the Philippines that thought he caught me slipping, mm-hmm. and he did. <laughs> but I got back up. All right, my shit is back. We're good. They did delete some videos, but it's fine. It's whatever. Um, I appreciate the people that were sending me support and saying you hope I get my channel back. Fuck you to YouTube that did absolutely zero to help me. But um, yes, everything is cool. Everything is copacetic. And yes, that's it. I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Yeah, a lot of people were. Oh, oh, yeah, because my my girl was like, yeah, she's like, now you know what it feels like to be in the center trying to get Democrats and Republicans to fix issues. I'm like, <laughs> you're right. All right, so might to be brief, um, but I want to have a, a longer conversation uh, later about it. But uh, we need we need to record some other stuff. So, um, but yeah. Um, I know I mentioned it last week. I guess kind of a follow up too. So Trump is going to nominate a judge, of course, as we all expected. Trump is what? Uh, a judge to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. He already nominated her, right? He, he, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just member? say it's official. Who? Is she the cult member? I don't think oh, so. She the one that She's the right from- wing. Like- Isn't she the one that they based, um, they based The Handmaid's Tale on? Some cult she was a part of. Mm-mm. What is her name? Mm-mm. Amy oh, Coney Barrett. The, um, the Satanist one? No, she's not a Satanist. Oh, because yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. I just heard a story about that. Some Satanist she was in the Handmaid's Tale. Police chief <laughs> in Alabama somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna look while you're talking okay. and see she if I'm bugging. Um, you know what? I, I I um I was thinking about this as I consumed a lot of uh, information about this over the past week. And I came to the realization that I'm not necessarily mad with the Republicans because I knew they were going to do this and the hypocrisy and all this other stuff. This is politics one on one. This is what they do. Mm. It's the fucking Democrats. Mm. They get on my goddamn motherfucking nerves <laughs> because they knew good and damn well that this was going to happen. But their 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 sense of having this 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 moral code or this this thing about uh, this feeling that. By them showing hypocrisy, it would somehow change things that they would get a different result. I, it just bothers me. Mm-hmm. And that the fact that they act like they, they just got pushed over, uh, with this whole thing and that, that they just let it happen. They really, really let McConnell, who is one of the most evil men in the world, do this to them, pulling some ass rule or precedent out of his hat. And then for, uh, Lindsey Graham and, uh, Chuck Grassley, I think, mm-hmm. to come out and say, oh yeah, I don't, I don't support that. And Lindsey Graham literally say, you can use my words against me. Only to come around and say, oh, I changed my mind. That's all he said. I just changed my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. And, and you can't do anything about it. And that's the thing. They can't do anything about it. So the only thing they could possibly do if, Biden wins, and that's looking like a long shot now, is to pack the court, which means that they would expand the court from nine to whatever that number is. But that means that the Republicans, with their evil ways, will come and do the same thing. We all know the Democrats are spineless creatures, and not, not, they're not going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is why I hate them. 
because <laughs> they don't know how to fight fire. They're just not mean spirited enough. Um, and so it really wasn't about them because they're just doing what I always thought them, they were going to do. Like you said in the dead and hip hop video with the scorpion and the frog. This is just par for the course. Mm-hmm. And unless the Democrats mirror that in, in a way that works and less evil, this is just what we're going to have. I did fact check myself. Um, and to be fair, guys, I just, I, I knew she was connected to some weird Catholic cult, which, I mean, all Catholics are cult members, but, yes. um, she was connected to some weird Catholic cult that, um, had this idea of men being the extreme heads of their household. Um, but her group was actually called, um, the People of Praise. And the group that inspired Handmaid's Tale was, um, I think it was called the People of Hope. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, People of Hope. So I see how they got those two things mixed up. She was still part of some weird misogynist Catholic cult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find it very interesting that once RBG dies, Trump puts somebody in there <laughs> that comes from some extreme right Catholic mm-hmm. group that looks at men as superior to women. I don't know mm. if she's still a part of that because honestly, this is one of those things where I chose comfort over clarity <laughs> and I didn't care to look into it. I just assumed she was a trash bag if Trump was pushing for her. Right. So she, I don't even know if she's still a part of that group, but I know she comes from it. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to clear that up before yeah. people facts only me. I mean, the, the, what are you going to say? Okay. The Republicans are transactional, man. And this is a transaction mm-hmm. that. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, The Daily, and, and he had a conversation with somebody that was an advoc- uh, anti-abortion or something. And, you know, this is what they voted for, and he's paying it off. Mm-hmm. So this it is what it is. So anyway, um, all right. So that's going to do it for topics this week. We'll be back with common commentary after this quick break. All right, we're back. So I'll read off a couple of comments here. Uh, this is from... Ujama4, who said, BZ going off on dude for not wearing a mask is honestly one of the funniest and unexpected things I've heard in a while. LOL. B doesn't go off often, but when he does, it is gold. Yeah, that was. <laughs> um, How crazy. You said it was people of praise? Yeah, her group is people of praise. The other one was people of hope. P-O-P. They're all people of crazy. POP, hold yep. it down. POP, <laughs> hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legally blind. <laughs> uh, Chief Doomsday wrote, and welcome to Dead in Sports. LOL, been there, King. I just recorded a YouTube video yesterday. Called the show. I was recording a completely different show of mine. I had to go add a visual effect to edit to fix it after the fact. Too much on the plate. Yeah, that was that was wild. I still can't believe I did that shit. <laughs> like for real. We all can. <laughs> Yep, it's me. Yep, underscore is me again. During the prostate exam story, and Sophie said he used all three, three fingers. I lost the LMAO. Well, Mike said, just do it and get out my ass. <laughs> Thanks for making me look crazy at work. There was a lot of great comments. Um, let me try to find one more good one. Oh, J2 Good said, uh, yo, I didn't realize how big that rap Ponzi scheme was. My homie got caught up in that. He got a message from the game, but it seemed hella sus to me. We both rapper, my friend was telling me to do it, but I said, fuck no. He ended up just being on a mixtape volume of a bunch of different rappers. I think he got like 500 plays on SoundCloud, but he was pulling more than that on his own. I think he spent $1,000 for it. I figured it was a scam somehow. He said he'll just hold that L, but didn't realize 
But I didn't realize how big of a deal this was. Man, I'm telling shit. you. He, shit, he got caught up in that. Really? Oh, yes. $500 to uh, a rapper in Griselda. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. Uh, DC Truth Seeker 32. Another really important thing regarding RBG's ultimately, uh, ultimate untimely death is that if Trump is able to get another Supreme Court justice in before the election and the election is super close in any state, the Supreme Court ultimately decides which votes are counted, which could impact right. the winner. Mm-hmm. So... I'll just I mean, are we acting like the 2000 election didn't happen? I know, which is a right? yeah, which is a, like why are we acting like this is new? That oh, right, right. Whoa, yeah. the president exactly. might not ha- actually win an election. First of all, do we even know if these ballots are all the way counted through all the time? There's that no way to really true? know that. Nah, nah. Once they got enough to certify who they think is going to win, they stop. and then the electoral college takes over. Yep. Hey, how much can we pay for him to get in? So, um, anyway, man, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Um, cause we got other stuff we need to do running along. And, uh, and, uh, there are a lot of questions here, but Nick just gave me a look. And, uh, so we gotta get out of here. Huh? He over there typing hard. Yeah. Take my spot, man. So, uh. He ain't get it once. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so we're gonna leave it there. Uh, if Sophie is back, we are going to do the mail back next week. So some of the questions I hold for then. So, uh, Q, appreciate you coming by. Always, sure, always. Bro. Yep. So, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. We out. Peace. Bye.